0: Welcome to All Ages RPG, the role-playing podcast for gamers of all ages. This 30th episode is a brief one-on-one adventure with one of the players, Blake, continuing our Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition campaign, the Guardians of Indir. Please note that this episode is a little intense with some dark themes. We also had a smoke alarm go off during the session. So partway through this episode, the sound quality drops as we were recording in a room adjacent to a fan that was venting the smoke. Which maybe is appropriate for such a dark episode. When we last left our heroes, one of the elves they chased into the tunnels beneath the city of Indir had escaped. Then the tunnels had lifted into a 50-foot tower looming over Indir, and Kantu, the Arakaku ranger, and his quarry, the changeling Squeak, who was impersonating Kantu's appearance and flight capability, ferried the party members, their loot, and a squad of dragonborn endearing guards, led by Captain Timbertina, back down to the city streets. In a city preparing for war, the party spent the last episode trying to sell their goods so that they'd have enough money to pay their masters for training, since one of our house rules is that characters must train to gain levels. So far, Squeak didn't have enough to pay his tutor, the world-renowned bard Turin. But was he even planning to pay Turin? Let's find out. And today we are just here with I'm Blake. Right, Blake, and your character is Squeaks McSqueakerson. Right. Squeak We're gonna do a little side adventure today. Training and going back into the tower, as you have enough experience now to go to level three. But you don't have the money to pay for training. Oh, so you have arrived back in Indir, You're above ground, after the part of the dungeon that you were in had raised up 50 feet above the ground, and you all mm-hmm. had fluttered back down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Going through the town, you had returned to the Dragon's Blood Tavern and also talked to a number of NPCs about selling the salvage that you brought back. Now, you had an arm. I completely forgot about that. And you had a book. I did. Right. A spell book. So you had taken it to this sage, and he had said that he was going to work on figuring out what was in the book for you. Mm -hmm. After some amount of time, he returns with more detail than this sheet that I'm giving you, but this sheet is a list of the ancient spells that he found listed in that book. And if you like, you can read those off. These are all ancient wizard spells. Dastryev's disease.
1: Fellyard's risible rebuke. Lozengari's piercing domination. Sap energy by Menon.
0: Stay with Dastryev. So those are the spells. They are detailed notes and the spell book is in the form of sheaves of paper that have been scribbled on different types of paper sheets of vellum and parchment and dried skins and bits of bark and they all have been written on furiously and stuffed together in an order that makes sense only to the mage who was studying them and so it's taken the sage quite a while to figure it out and to translate it Because it's all written in an ancient language. Humanese. In humanese, yes. (laughs) Bizarre ones, those. So looking for a buyer for the arm was going to take a while. You wanted to do something else in the meantime while this was happening.
1: Yes, (laughs) while the arm was attempting to sell. I was going to try and fly up back into the tower in Aarakocra form, and try and recover some more orbs, and maybe the key that was left in the other
0: automaton. So returning to the base of the tower, you see that it has now been put under constant guard, and as you walk up in Aarakocra form, Captain Timbertina is there. Stand back, citizen. This has nothing to do with you, and there are elves around. So it's very dangerous. Not to mention this giant tower that came out of nowhere. Well, of course it's
1: dangerous. I was up there an hour ago. If you don't recognize me, I'm one of the people that was up there. Oh, you bird people look alike to me. Thank you again for your help. I, like, ruffle my... Well, I can't really do that. I like open my vest and show him the symbol of the endearant guard. You know, the status of what my rank was. And I like give him a gentle
0: nudge and close the vent, the vest. Ah uh, Special Inspector, I'm sorry, of course I didn't recognize you. Yes, of course you didn't. It's me, Squeaks. Squeaks!
1: Oh Good. How have you been, Liz? Been okay. There's some very, very interesting stuff up there. I'm going to take a look, but I might also bring some cool, cool stuff down.
0: Well, Special Inspector, let us know if there's any way that we can help. Do you want us to send some people with you? No, just be ready for some stuff coming
1: down. How can we be ready for that? Just step out of the way? Basically. Oh, okay. And secure it once it's down. He starts
0: flying up. You fly up, and there is just the barest lip that's sticking out of the portal leading into the stairs that had been going down. And you alight there, and a wave of blackness washes over you. Coming up out of the darkness in front of you is a humanoid figure. Looks dragonborn, but rather tall and lean. Like a dragonborn that has been stretched vertically somewhat. I squeeze
1: Do I know you? I think
0: you do know me. And there is something strange that you see around the sides of his jaws, like the scales are slipping a little bit there and beginning to flutter in a very strange and unsettling way. Don't you know me? Are you a changeling? He seems very amused at this idea. All the signs of reptilian amusement wash over his face, and the scales ripple a little bit more and begin to peel back a little bit at the corners of his jaws. You could say, from a certain point of view, I'm the ultimate changeling. But you know me and a black amphibian slithers up onto its shoulder and looks at you intently. And then the scales on his jaws lift away into branches on either side of his head. Oh, you know me. And the blackness is oppressive wearing down on you. And you look around and you are not sitting on the edge of the tower. You are in a vast black plain that gives the impression through smell and the feel of moisture on your skin of being in a swamp. And yet it is a featureless black plain on which you stand. do a
1: quick kneel. I'm sorry I did not recognize you in this
0: form. It is good that you know me. You have served me well. So far I have not given you direction as to what I want you to do. But now I choose to. And that direction that I want you to do is to donate some of your earnings, some of the proceeds of your salvage, to certain individuals who will become clear as you meet them. The amounts and the people will become clear to you as you interact with them. They, too, are my vessels, my instruments in your world. And it pleases me to have you share your bounty with them. And in recognition of your service in doing these things, I will grant you further, further access to me, and to the powers which I impart upon you. Thank you, my lord. And then it makes a strange burbling noise in its throat. And the plane in front of you rises up in a mimicry of the head of this dragonborn with the branches coming off the side of its head. And so he is a tiny version of a much vaster version that is rising up out of the plane and the enormity of it as it's rising up, it's just rising up to the brow where the eyes are beginning to come past and it's larger than a mountain already rising up in front of you and you are overwhelmed And you reel back, and you are back on the edge of the step on the tower in Hindu. I blink a couple of times, startled. Flutter your wings to not step backwards off of the Mm. edge. And you hear a faint echo, its voice. You serve me well, now beware and all sense of it vanishes and you're filled with clarity, I'd like you to give me a perception check with advantage. A natural 20. Right, first time. So, the clarity gives you a supernatural sense of many things rushing up the stairs toward you. Once again, what languages does Squeaks speak? Common, dwarvish, elvish, undercommon, and deep speech. So you now hear a mixture of elvish and dwarven that are calling out excitedly, Defend the gate! Defend the gate! Defend the gate! As they rush up toward you. Defend the gate! And they're all running up. And you see that there are maybe a dozen shapes that are rushing up the stairs toward you in the darkness. And as of yet, weirdly enough, they have not seen you, even though you are backlit against the sky. But you know that they will see you momentarily. I'll do a stealth check,
1: try and like blend in. Okay. And that would be
0: 19. So as a changeling, you have developed, particularly in your work as part of the Endurance Special Forces, you have developed a facility for infiltration matched by few. And thus, even at your young age and relative lack of experience, you were granted the rank of Special investigator. And you demonstrate your value, once again, and in your innate ability by blending in to the rock on one side. Not that you are shaping, changing your shape to be a rock, but you are modifying your color and a little bit of the texture of your skin. You turn your face toward the wall and to conceal your eyes and nose and mouth and adjust your color. And so they rush up. There are a bunch of dwarves and elms that are standing there with weapons drawn behind you. You can hear them, though you cannot see them as your face is turned toward the wall. And now what happened to them? There was someone here. The alarm went off. I do not know, but no one will come back into this until the power is restored. And now... How, How long will that be? We are working very quickly, and it will be done soon enough. You must be patient.
1: And now... a thunder wave. All of them do a save. All right. DC 14.
0: There are... Eight of them that you catch in the thunderwave blast—a mixture of elves and dwarves. The elves are tall and multicolored, with long, flowing hair, and the dwarves, of course, are short and hairless. And you whip around, and what does the thunderwave sound like? What is it that you do? As the, and what is the? What is it called? It's not called Thunder Wave. What is it called? Blast of Thunder, because it's a bard spell. Blast of Thunder, and it is a musical attack, or is it a poetry attack? How is this working into your bard entertainment realm? What What is it? How does I this strike manifest? a sour note. So you pull out an instrument? Yes, a lute. You pull out your lute, and you strike a a discord yeah alright and they are caught by surprise and three of them are flung off of the edge what is the damage that you do with that please have rolled it three of them however are flung off of the step out into India. so two damage Timbertina down below is looking up, concerned, because you fluttered up and then just stopped for what seemed a long time to him. Mm -hmm. And they're talking, uh, concerned among themselves. What is he doing up there? Do you think there's something wrong, sir? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure what we could do about it. And then a whole bunch of other figures run up, And you kind of melt into the wall and then turn around and two dwarves and an elf go falling up. He's like, oh, it's all right. And the rest of them are very, very annoyed. They've barely taken any damage and they pull out wicked looking weapons and prepare to slash into you. Oh
1: gosh, Okay. I better roll a good. Like, so I it is initiative now. Yeah. Fifteen. You know what?
0: All right. I will so use my achievement. Speed limit. And tell us what that achievement does again, because you got it a long time ago. You
1: get it from a crit on initiative. Turn this in when rolling initiative. On a future encounter, you may determine the initiative of one combat. Right. I will make that me and how high can I make it you can just say that you're going first okay then I'm going first all right I'll use another thunder
0: wave all right two dwarves and two elves take how much damage 16 16 damage I ironically good. I roll two ones and then two eights one of them is rocked backwards and hits the edge and doesn't fall off. The other three that you hit, two dwarves and an elf, go flying out again. Timbertina, back down on the ground, is like, he said he was throwing stuff out, but I didn't. Well, whatever. There is another horrible discordant noise. Everyone claps hands over their ears in horror at this terrible din there is a dwarf standing right next to you who was unaffected and he has a mattock in his hand a big pick are you going to move anywhere you've done your action you know you can hear that there are more people coming up the stairs and we'll be here soon you know what i'll do
1: i think i'll fly out again And just wait for them
0: out there. So you flutter back out. I'm going to give him disadvantages. He's not expecting you to fly out. So that is going to be a 23 with disadvantage. With disadvantage? Yep. It's not a crit, which is what
1: he would have rolled. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's ridiculous.
0: So he What's hits his you modifier? for nine points of piercing damage. As what? you step off, he was what? going to impale you to the wall, and it was only that you stepped off of the edge instead of inwards that you weren't completely speared like a moth uh, with a pin. And there's a Gosh. as the mattock chips off a piece of stone and that also falls down toward Timbertina and the dwarves and elves that lay broken down on the ground below and you're flapping there struggling to stay aloft because you can simulate flight but not really do it as well as if you actually had feathers and the like Mm -hmm. so you are flapping there you can fly up you can fly down. But you can't hover. You're not a hummingbird. Yeah. So where are you going? Having stepped off the edge, you can go down or up. Okay. So you are going up. I'd like you to give me an athletics check. Hopefully I don't roll horribly. I didn't. Okay, that's over 20. So you fly up. There are more of them arriving as you're flying up. You can hear them. Timbertina calls from down below. What's going on, Special Investigator? Lots
1: of elves and dwarves inside this tower. More than we thought. And I think they're trying to repower this thing, so
0: it best if you get the army over here. The dragonborn down on the ground are scurrying around like ants as he gives commands and they run off in different directions to fetch further support forces. They limber bows and begin preparing to fire if any targets present themselves. They realize fairly quickly that it's a tough shot shooting up at the angle that they've given themselves. So he, some of the people that he's sent off start climbing to the tops, uh, roofs of uh, nearby buildings so that they have a better angle. It's not a difficult shot in terms of distance. It's just the angle for the little doorway with a bunch of dwarves in it. And the dwarves also are kind of a stony color themselves. And so oh. they don't really stand out very much. Of course. You are flying up, however, and there's about 20 feet of height. You're kind of corkscrewing around toward the top of the tower, or where the wall rose up above the opening that you were in. So you crest the top of what would be a battlement, what was a battlement of the wall originally, and has been lifted along with everything else up 50 feet higher than it was before, and there is parts of it that resemble the wall still, and parts of it that you don't remember being there before, like the big crystals that are have thrust themselves up through the top of the wall that are glowing faintly, not visible from the ground, but you have, you're there, and you land. Mm -hmm. on the wall next to them the energy that is rolling off of these is wrong wrong in a way uh, different from the wrongness that you to which you have become accustomed from axolotl a different and distinct skin creeping feeling radiating off of this Hmm. how many crystals are there? there are two that you can see What do you want to do? You've just landed. I
1: think I'll shatter their hopes and dreams. I'm going to see if I can, like, remove the crystals from their mounting and then. These are
0: about person sized. They are clusters of crystalline rock that have thrust themselves up through the materials of
1: the wall. Well, then I will transform into. A more appropriate form for shoving these off. I transform into Balasar, and begin hacking away at the... So it takes
0: a round to shift your shape. Mm-hmm. You are shifting your shape and there is a clamoring from below as more Elvish and Dwarvish voices are approaching. You don't know where they're going to come out but you hear them getting louder. Give me a perception check. So you're looking around for a hatch. You rolled a one. Yeah. Looking around for a hatch, a stairway or something, there is a noise like the snapping of a log in a fireplace behind you. A snap and a pop. When you turn around, energy has coruscated between the two crystals and there is a tear in the air there, and elves and dwarves are pouring out right behind you. In fact, they're swinging weapons at you now. So I'll want another initiative. Actually, with your achievement, I'm going to say that you still have your initiative from before because that was barely any use of that. So, there is a huge, kind of overwhelming force. You have a sense that, from the sound of them, there are a lot of dwarves. Not so many elves, but a lot of dwarves coming.
1: So I think I'll do a little hop off the edge, a dramatic... Just stepping backwards Yeah, on. I'm like, oh well, and I'll start transforming. Once again, on my way down, back
0: into contou form. Rather than have you roll for it as dramatic as that would be, I would say that you know well how long it takes you to transform. And so you take a couple of slow steps backwards. And these are different dwarves than the ones who just watched you do this trick a minute ago. Not even a minute ago, a few seconds ago. Those ones are busy exchanging fire with the dragonborn that are just now reaching the rooftops and are unleashing arrows. And so you are well on the way to changing back into Kantu, and the feathers are forming at the ends of your wings as you step off. And you plummet Mm -hmm. the 50 feet in much less time than a round is. And so... By about halfway, the feathers appear enough that you're able to slow your fall. And so you land somewhat heavily on the ground, but not actually damaging yourself. Just your knee will I feel f- that for a while. I run over to Timbertina.
1: So uh, up at the top of the tower, there are a set of...
0: Get back over here undercover. There are raining arrows down on us. So the two of you scurry over behind a wall.
1: You see, up at the top of the tower there are two crystals. And how they're getting in is they're somehow using these gigantic crystals and a combination of magic to teleport up to the top of there. So I tried to get up to the top, and now it's swarming with
0: dwarves and elves. Well, we'll keep them contained. It's not like we don't have a lot of experience killing elves. That is true. And so, for the time being, a stalemate develops with the Endiran forces building up defenses and creating a perimeter around the tower, where they are launching larger and larger weapons against the tower to knock elves and dwarves from the tower, pierce them with arrows, and to keep the Endurance citizenry away from the tower. And so there is a dead zone for a couple of blocks around it. And that's where we're going to leave it for the tower for now. Oh, well. So with that, you are starting to get your second-level warlock abilities, if... That is the choice that you are going to make. Yes. Yes it is. So you can roll your hit points. There will be a time in the near future where someone will appear and you will need to pay that person some money, as if they were a trainer for you. But the powers are coming to you. There is no mentorship for being a warlock. And with that, I'll say thanks. And you. do you have any feedback on this little side trick? No. Any, any thoughts about it or reactions to it? One other thing I'd like to be doing
1: during the time that I'm receiving the money and getting used to my powers and mm. such is, once again, trying to get the rest of the key out
0: and repairing it. That's, that's what I'll be trying to do. So you're getting money for the arm. Are you looking for a buyer for the spell book? You don't have to be right now. I'm just curious whether you're going to hold on to it. or.
1: I think I will be selling it because they don't. All right.
0: So the sage can be looking for a buyer for that as well. Yeah. Once again, thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to All Ages RPG, the role-playing podcast for gamers of all ages. How was this episode for you? Do you enjoy one-on-one adventures like this, focused on just one character? How was Squeak's interaction with Axolotl for you? We know that many people enjoy scary stories, but at the same time we aren't trying to be a horror podcast, and we want to know if this was too scary or intense for any of our listeners. Let us know what you think, and how you feel about our games and podcast. You can tag us on Twitter at AllAgesRPG, comment on our website AllAgesRPG.com, or leave us a review wherever you've listened to this podcast. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to our game. We certainly enjoyed playing it.